The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 78 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, we're going to try to stem the boredom a little bit by looking through this week's our headlines whilst talking some absolute bricks just to get Chiefs Kingdom that little bit closer to the start of the 2023 season. But first... That's a banger of a song, isn't it? Mate, I can't help but sing that song every time it comes on. Like, it's one of those <laughs> songs. Like, from start to finish, haven't you? Well, I like, put it this way. If I was in a supermarket, walking the aisles, doing my shopping, and that come on over, like, the Asda radio, <laughs> I 100% would be singing along with that song. And then I know that I'd be walking along with my cans of lager in my, in my trolley, my, my nachos or whatever, whatever crap I'm buying that day. And I'll make eye contact with someone equally as loud at singing the song as me. And we're just going to duet in the middle of a supermarket. And then basically, it's going to be like a flash mob of everyone singing Tony Braxton and Break My Heart. Like, what a song. What a yeah. kudos to you, Brad. Well done for choosing that one this week. You've you've been you've been very good at this recently, and that that's that's up there with one of your best. Well done. <laughs> Is it now? Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine you excited about the butt first. Do you reckon the day some people just listen for the butt first and just turn off the show? I like to think so. 
whenever I'm, whenever I'm going through them, I think, do you know what? Somebody out there is just absolutely getting goosebumps or something, or they're absolutely feeling it. That's why I like to do the butt first. It's my part of the show, really. The rest of it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing that makes us any different to any other show on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. It's literally our niche. It's the yeah, butt first, the butt and that's first. it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how it came about, to be honest. No, because on our old podcast, you never used to do this. Yeah. Um, well, then maybe you've upgraded. You've you've, yeah. you've moved. You've moved forward in life, and you've added a butt first. But it's the first time we've openly talked about the addition of the butt first in what in seventy eight shows. No, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good little thing. But then again, it is August. We are bored. <laughs> Let's be honest. We are. We have got still five weeks preseason left before we can. Uh, get into the real deal, the good stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously a reason why we are playing a, such a, a slow, soft song of Tony Braxton, uh, Unbreak My Heart, because, I mean, it's a very difficult time for running backs everywhere right now, mm. isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. it's become suddenly this, this, this position that nobody really wants anymore. They're just thrown on the scrap heap. You know, no, just sat in the rain, all on their own, and you know nobody seems to love a running back. They're like a Christmas cracker toy, aren't they? Like they're good for five <laughs> minutes, they serve a purpose, then you throw them in the bin afterwards. Yeah, like I just, I, I don't know, I'm just, I, it saddens me because I think of all the great running backs the Chiefs have had in the past. Yeah, and whilst I get the argument as to why they are like so easily disposed of these days. The thought of that ever happening to like Priest Holmes or Jamal Charles, the thought of the Chiefs ever doing that to like great running backs like that, that's what kind of saddens me. Like if everyone's talking about you shouldn't pay running backs, but if I had the opportunity to get prime Jamal Charles and his team for 20 million a year, I absolutely would pay him. <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's, where, that's where we're at right now. And then, but teams just, just don't care. The fact that Dalvin Cook is been let released by the uh, the Vikings at 27 and now looks like he's going to to the Jets he looks like he's going to sign with them by the way that's a very good addition for them it is and you've got uh, Ezekiel Elliott still trying to find a team it's just mad the only running Jonathan Taylor asking for a trade from that's from a bad time for him to do that isn't it don't <laughs> yeah. you think yeah know, know your audience mate know your market <laughs> Jonathan Taylor um but I just it, I don't know I, I get it I mean I get it because like running backs are the most replaceable position in the NFL. At the end of the day, there's very few special running backs that elevate their team, that make them like that much better. And that's the whole argument behind it. There are a few that are like that. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey being probably the biggest name in the league currently. But the, the feeling is that as long as you've got good blocking, you've got good scheme, you should be able to give it to anyone at running back and as long as they don't fumble the ball then they should be able to do a job and that's why teams don't want to spend money on running backs because they feel like they have to spend money elsewhere maybe on their offensive line for example but yeah. it just seems like so unfair on players to spend their whole life working towards a position and then play really really well like become superstars in their teams and then just be like yeah actually no I don't want to pay you anymore you're not worth it like what is the correct way now about buying, selling, drafting, running backs? Is it just you draft a running back, you run him into the ground, then you let him go and you draft another one? Is that is that the formula? Seems to be, doesn't it? I mean, the Chiefs yeah. have already done it, I suppose, with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Edwards I mean, they've not picked yeah. up his fifth-year option or whatever. No. Um, it's It just seems to be the part and parcel of the position now. And 
like you said, you mentioned before, Darwin Cook's been released. I mean, that was a big surprise for me. That mm. I didn't think, you know, somebody of, of his caliber would get released. Um, and it, it's happening more and more around the league. Um, and it, it is, it is a shame because, like you said, like you mentioned, the, the, the great running backs of the past, they oozed respect. They demanded mm. respect because of, you know, what they could do with the ball, you know. Um, make something out of nothing. Jamal Charles was one of those, you know, a great player for the Chiefs. Yeah could literally spark a game into life just by, you know, the, the amazing cuts and runs that he used to do. And mm-hmm. to not have that now and to have it as a serviceable position, um, and it's proof is in the pudding as well because, you know, since, well, I found a stat before, uh, since 2014, um, teams, the, the actual winners of the Super Bowl, didn't actually overspend at all on running backs. So there was two out of 2014 from since 2014, there was two running backs that broke the $1 million barrier and everything else was underneath it. And it, it, it's crazy to think that. Um, starting running backs, you mean? Starting running backs. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's crazy to think that teams can just manage without them. Um, but, you know, it's probably is the, the beginning of the era where it's, you know, all lines or nothing. You know, protect the quarterback, have the passing game, yeah. um, and 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 create that. You know, lean on that more than anything else. Yeah, um, I think running backs now just have to be. They have to be a dual threat. They they can't just yeah. be. If they want to play more than a couple of downs every, uh, more than the first two downs, if they want to be an every down back, you just need to be able to do all three. And unfortunately, there are very few running backs that can do all three. Jared McKinnon's not great with the ball in his hands in terms of a runner, but excellent pass blocker, excellent pass catch. And then you've got Isaiah Pacheco, who's great with the ball in his hands, but kind of lacks the other things. So maybe teams are now just looking for these skill sets, these stable of running backs, where they can just pile, pile these these players into the position based on the situation. And that's what they're going to roll with. Like fantasy-wise, it absolutely kills the position now. Like, I don't like how many how many RB1s are there in, in the league truly now? How many feature running backs are there? Very few. So I, 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 do, think it, I do think it's a shame. But I do entirely understand it. But I also, people say that, oh, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, well, their teams didn't win. So the running backs weren't that important. But let's be honest, how important was Jamal Charles to the Chiefs in general? He was the only thing that made the Chiefs worth watching for about four or five years. He was. Like, if it wasn't for him, like, we would have turned off many games. He, him himself, like, same with Adrian Peterson. Like, he absolutely was incredible when it was finished the Vikings and there's a dead cert for the Hall of Fame. He just played, what, only one year, two years with Brett Favre. The rest of it, he had a crappy quarterback. So, like, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, they don't elevate the teams, but they certainly made them watchable for those f- first few first few years. Um, they were there, Peterson and Jamal Charles. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think the position has been completely devalued. I do think that there's going to be a, a massive slowdown of running backs making the Hall of Fame. I do think that's going to be a knock-on effect. Like, how many active running backs really are we looking at thinking, oh, they're a dead cert for the Hall of Fame? Like, if Jamal Charles isn't going to make the Hall of Fame, which probably won't, he'll probably be on the edge of it. He'll probably be talked about for years and years and years and mm. might might go, get talked about as like a potential, like as a senior prospect in like 20 years time, someone might come out and actually, actually realise Jamal Charles was great. But if he's not going to make the Hall of Fame, who the current crop is? What, Christian McCaffrey? That's about it. Derek Henry. Who else? Who else we look, sorry, who? Derek Henry. Maybe Derek Henry. Maybe, maybe yeah, because maybe Derek Henry's command more respect across the league as a whole. But outside of that, 
very few. I can't see anyone else. I just do think the position in itself is dying. And basically my my words of wisdom, my Tom Charles words of wisdom on the Harry Pride podcast network is to all young running backs is give it up, mate. Just go 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 learn a new position right now. Or learn how to catch a ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or learn how <laughs> or to block your quarter block for your quarterback, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 difficult times, but hey ho, I suppose teams have got to move on. I think uh Running backs have got to move on at some point as well. I think you're going to find a lot of these players probably going to retire. This stuff does ebb and this stuff stuff does ebb and flow. By the way, oh yeah, the, yeah. the positions that get paid in the NFL changes all the time. I remember a few years ago, safeties. No one wanted to pay safeties, and the following year, everyone wanted to pay safeties. Mm-hmm. Now everyone wants to pay right tackles. No one wanted to pay right tackles before, so it does ebb and flow. But I do think like the data behind it is massively going against. Uh, running backs and their contracts, and I think until that changes, until there's, until they start getting in those top right hand corners of those grass with Patrick Mahomes, um, I don't think they're going to get paid anytime soon. What you mean, like have them as a wildcat, start throwing the ball as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're going to have to do everything, aren't they? Now mm. running backs. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about Chiefs football, and uh, I mean training camps underway at the minute. We're not going to go totally into training camp. You've got. Very much all of that that covered in every single podcast that we've got on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You've got regular updates as well from uh, on the podium. Um, so yeah, we're, I mean, we'll touch on it slightly a little bit. Um, a few things that have, have kind of stood out really as uh, you know the, the wide receivers. We spoke about them quite a few times on this show. The wide receivers are we are we getting the answers that we needed from them? Because um, we were very concerned about the wide receiving core when we went going into this training camp, weren't we? And has it kind of satisfied you so far? I know it's only been a few days in training camp, but from what you've seen and what you've heard, do you think the wide receivers are probably managing without the likes of Kadarius Tony, who's obviously injured now out of that. And we haven't got the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster anymore. And mm. do, do you feel that the wide receivers are bringing it? Yeah, I think I don't. We never want to call an injury a blessing in disguise, but it's kind of been that way with the Tony thing. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. for his personal circumstances, we'd love to see Tony on the field. But what it has done is enabled other players to step up, and it's given us a real opportunity to look at these receivers, these these like receivers at the bottom of the depth chart. And normally, I would sit here and say it doesn't really matter, but then we had a situation like the AFC Championship game where Marcus Kemp, Sky Moore and MVS were the only fit wide receivers on the room, yeah. uh, in the room. So it kind of, it goes to show that sometimes the bottom of the roster does, does matter. And that's coming from me. I really, like, honestly, I am well on board of the training camp preseason doesn't matter train, but <laughs> I, I got proved wrong last year. I got proven wrong. So yeah, I, I suppose the having this opportunity to look at likes of Justin Ross, who obviously is carrying a massive hype train, with him to guy the likes of Rashi Rice and the other players, Sky Moore. It's great to have a look at them and see how they're adapting, how they're getting on playing with Mahomes. Some of them are second year players. So it, it's good to see. And I, I think from all accounts, it sounds like it's going relatively well. Um, I don't, I don't take it all too seriously sometimes because it's not like full game speed, but I suppose it's the closest you're going to get in St. Joseph in August. So yeah. I'm sure the players would love to hear me say that it's not full game speed and they're taking it easy, but you know, it's a bit, it's easier 
is easier yeah. than say an, an NFL game. So now I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they get on, especially in the preseason. Like what well, by the time we record a show, they would have played a preseason game, I believe. Um, yeah. So we have an actual game to talk about next time. So yeah, oh, God, uh, that sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing how they get on. But yeah, the Tony injury, I didn't want it to happen. But the best possible thing that could have happened from that is give an opportunity to other guys. And yeah. I am intrigued to see how those guys, the fourth, fifth, sixth guys, get on. In, in, in games and in training camp. I suppose we already kind of know what Tony can bring to the table. It's, it, you're right. It's finding out what the others can do now and, mm-hmm. and see how they manage that. And that manage that expectation from a lot of fans because there's a lot of Chiefs fans there over at St. Joe at the minute. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all eyes are on the, water, the wide receivers right now, quite rightly, because it is that area that, like I said before, we felt as though it was a weak, a weak area for us. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, I'm I'm quite pleasantly surprised. I quite like the what what I've seen so far. Some amazing catches, some great movement. Um, yeah, like I said, the Justin Ross hype train seems to be uh, you know steamrolling out the station at the moment. <laughs> um, but looking at training camp now, it's uh, you mentioned it just now. It, it it's meant to be easier, and it's not meant to be like you know full full game speed and stuff. But mate, we've had about three fights so far. <laughs> Yeah. the training field haven't we where we think hang on cool. chill out yeah Travis Kelsey needs to get himself laid yeah <laughs> just gonna say this this much that man has so much pent up aggression tried, <laughs> I don't know what's going on Taylor there Swift, he tried I don't know what's happened there but it, that man needs like, he just needs a release of some kind can somebody give me a I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He just needs to go out and, I don't know, find someone or find someone. That sounds horrific. <laughs> Good luck editing this. <laughs> I don't know. I know he needs to take up boxing or something like that. But yeah. the, the man, he's aggressive at the moment. Like, like, is it late hits by the DBs? Are they punching the ball late? Are they, or is he just being i don't know a bit of a diva it's weird i mean from what i saw i mean i know that i saw one of them where they tried to rip the ball out and the, the whistle had already gone and the, the play had already died yeah. down but and i can understand a little bit of frustration you know if, if a db's come in there and he's tried to rip it out after the whistle and stuff i can i can kind of get that but your teammates at the end of the day you know you don't yeah. want to be having all that kind of aggro between you and stuff i mean i get it you know, there's competition for for places and stuff, but Kelsey's not in a competition for a place. No. So it must have been the Taylor Swift thing. It must have been. <laughs> it, it, he clearly has <laughs> taken it personally, hasn't he? <laughs> Maybe that. It's the Taylor Swift. I mean, oh. you know, just because she didn't accept your bracelet or didn't want to talk to you because she was saving her voice, you know, it just, you know, yeah. just, just accept it, Travis. You like one of us. <laughs> you didn't stand a chance. You're like one of us. <laughs> uh, I don't understand fighting. I really don't like. I'm I'm not a fighter myself. But if I was a fighter, I still wouldn't fight with yeah. an NFL helmet on my head. Like, I wouldn't punch anyone with a helmet on my head. That's for sure. yeah. I just don't get it. Like what what are you achieving other than potentially a broken hand? I just ah <laughs> oh. NFL players. I think are quite smart in general yeah. like the stuff they have to learn and whatnot and they obviously educate very well as well i think the majority of them are quite smart 
But every now and then, they do some really dumb shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and one of the dumbest things they can do is punch another player in the helmet. Yeah. I just don't get it. Oh, I just don't get it. It'd be like me going, oh, I'm, I'm really angry with you, Brad. I'm going to go and punch this safe. <laughs> I like, I, don't, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm going to headbutt that rhino. That's what I'm going to do. I just, uh, idiots. Just That'll teach idiots. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's funny because Andy Reid said the same thing, didn't he? He says, it's just a waste of time. Well, those words. He said, I, sometimes I get angry. I'm going to punch a rhino. I want to punch a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he said, he said it's a waste of time. And I agree with him. You know, what are you fighting for? It's you know we've got so much to do the rest of the rest of the training camp. What the hell are you fighting for? And why are you trying to punch somebody else who's got protective clothing on? I just don't get it. But uh, they, need to go, they need to go full on ice hockey, shirt over the head, rip everything <laughs> off, and then start gloves fighting. Off. That's <laughs> yeah. what they need to do. Gloves off. Drop the gloves. There you yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Should we touch on some of the hour headlines before we have a break? Should we just uh, go through? Um, some of the this week's basically uh, the last few days of uh, our headlines that you uh, painstakingly gather for our viewing pleasure. Um, I just wanted to pick out a few of them, and one of them was um, it's not actually a chief player anymore, but it's Frank Clark. Clark Frank Clark the Shark doesn't see the Broncos as a rival of the Chiefs. Um, he seems to have got a lot of Broncos fans up in arms about this, but he's kind of right, really. Oh, 100% he's right. Yeah, 100% he's right. In fact, I'm going to check. I'm going to check how many people have read that article um, so, so far. Well, you're on. Put some elevated music on. Welcome to Intermission. So I'm still trying to have a look. Yeah, Intermission. Keep going with the elevator music. Not as many as I thought. Um, Well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Still quite a lot. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, still quite a lot. But it's just like an average hour headlines day. So, yeah, it turns out that Broncos fans have grown up a little bit and they haven't all, like, gone for the bait and, like, lived in the Arrowhead Pride conference. So, no, Frank Clark doesn't know what he's talking about. But he's right. They aren't a rival currently. It'd be like you turn around and saying, I don't know, Middlesbrough are currently a rival for Newcastle. <laughs> are they really? Like, they are by geography. That's about it. It'd be like Arsenal turn around saying, oh, Fulham, oh, they're a rival of Arsenal's. Yeah, they play in the same league. Yeah, they play in the same city. But let's be honest, they're, no long, they're not really a rival. They're a derby, but they're not a rival, are they? So, yeah, until the Broncos prove that they can bring it, and yeah. prove that they can beat the Chiefs. And I do think they stand more of a chance with the likes of Frank Clark over there. Yeah. Because I do think he offers them something that they are, have been missing for a long time, and that is attitude. Um, until the, until they that day, until that, that point where they actually beat the Chiefs, then no, the Chiefs are the top dog in that rivalry, in inverted comments. Like Frank is absolutely spot on with his, with his analysis there. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's actually just speaking sense because, you know, we're hearing all this off-season that, you know, who's the best player in the NFL and these other play- these players on the same team are saying who's the best quarterback and they're always saying their quarterback, obviously, to try and big up their quarterback. And I thought that when they were asked... talking about Tyreek. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, but when they asked Frank, he gave an honest answer. It was like, you know, he could have just said, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a rivalry. And we're really looking forward to doing, you know, doing the business over the Chiefs this year. But he was just, he was just so honest. He was like, nah, even when I was on the Chiefs, we didn't call it a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> Top boy. What a guy. Top lad. Top lad. Do you think he's a Ring of Honor player? Two Super Bowls. Possibly. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I think this is what I was thinking the other day, actually. I thought the amount of players that we could have on the Ring of Honor because they've won like two Super Bowls for the Chiefs. I mean, we've got players on there that have never won a Super Bowl for the Chiefs and they're up there. There's great players, you know, mm-hmm. on the Ring of Honor. So how many, if we're going to have to get a new stadium, just clearly just to fill out another another tier of names of Ring of Honors, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's, it's a really good point. Who are the Ring of Honor players from from this particular crop of That's a good question. It's probably a but... good question for another show. No, no, let's do it now. Oh, fact, oh, let's have oh, a break. Oh, let's have a break oh, and then we'll come back after the break and we'll talk about after the break. All right then. Yeah. You want to do some research, don't you, again? Yeah. <laughs> all right then. Well when we when we come back, we'll be giving you our um Ring of Honor, apparently. there's not in the show notes but tom wants to do a ring of honor in the next in the next half of the show so look forward to that we'll see you in a minute support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. Now, Tom, completely off script, Tom decided in the first half of the show that uh, we're going to do a Chiefs ring of honour from the current players, or recent players, let's say. And, yeah, I've kind of gone along with it, I think, <laughs> for the second part of the show. So, uh, yeah, Tom, ring of honour players of the Chiefs, in the recent memory, I've gone off script. You know, I've gone full on Mahomes. Completely, like, I've gone full on Mahomes. Like, we're talking about Travis Kelsey being a diva. I'm absolutely a diva of the show. I am the diva of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So I do what I want. Right. So, Ring of Honor players. Yeah, I think this would have been a better segment had we had chance to plan. But we're going with it. Okay, Let's right, roll with so it. Come on, we're going for it. So we we got we've got ten seconds each. Back and forth, okay? And you only have to give one word or one sentence why they should be. I'll go first. Patrick Mahomes. Duh. (laughs) 
Well, Travis Kelsey, duh, isn't it? <laughs> Chris Jones, duh. <laughs> Perrin Matthew? Oh. Mm. Oh. That's a dad. Because things change when he arrived. Yeah. Got us over that. I moment. mean, if, if, if Tyron's getting in, then Frank Clark is 100% getting in. <laughs> you getting Frank Clark in. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, two. If, if, you, if you're saying the reason that Tyron Matthews getting in is because everything changed when he turned up, the same exact thing you could say about Frank Clark. And he's won double the amount of rings that Tyron Matthew has. So definitely, definitely Frank Clark. All right then. Um, but Jerry Sneed. Mm, no. Mm, no? No. Was he there for the first one? I think, was he a rookie? I think he was. I don't think he was, was he? Was he not? Oh, no, he probably got the one, didn't he? I don't think he was there for the first one. Who? Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher. Oh, they, I mean, they've got to go in, haven't they? Yeah. Well, Mitchell Eric Schwartz, definitely. definitely. Well, I reckon Eric Fisher, definitely. So there we go. All right, okay. Orlando Brown Jr. <laughs> oh, he, was one, <laughs> he was the one winning. He got the one. No, you can't uh, win. I wouldn't put Damien, uh, Damien Williams, probably, because he's got the iconic moment. Yes. Yes, you've got to put Damien Williams in for that, that final touchdown. You have to. Okay. Because he's gone down in Chiefs Fort, though, hasn't he? I'm missing someone here. I I'm think missing that's here. It. Andy Reid. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. There's a bear <laughs> in the woods. Does uh, <laughs> Spags go in? Yes, 100%. This is the issue we've got here, right? If if we had players that just won one Super Bowl instead of two, we'd absolutely put them in the Hall of Fame. Or the, the Chiefs Hall of Fame. The Ring of Honor. One four and one two. So we're not going to put him in, are we? No, probably not. No, he was injured the first first time, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, they are literally going to have to build a new stadium <laughs> for this segment. <laughs> Pacheco? No, Butker. Butker, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Butker, absolutely. This is a great Townsend? segment, by the way. This is a great segment. Townsend? Yeah. We are very, 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 very dependent on you putting noise over this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Creed Humphrey? Uh-uh. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no. No, none of the offense, none of the current low line yet. Not yet. Not even Andrew Wiley, who played in two or three. Well, not even Joe, Joe Tooney? No. No? no. Tooney goes in, then Creed Humphrey and, and Trey Smith go in. And you can't put them all in yet. See, this is, like I said, this is the problem we've got. The, any other time, if we just won the one Super Bowl with those, they yeah, would absolutely be in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, but how much of the what we should have looked at is how how many players from the nineteen sixty nine Super Bowl winner in the Ring of Honor. That's what we should have looked at. To yeah, yeah, we should have looked at that. I wouldn't go off script and do this off, off the cuff. So. Like I said, I, I, we should have done a different show on this. But no, Tom wanted to call an audible, didn't he? Okay. okay. <laughs> it's heavily, heavily edited part of the show, by the way. Because <laughs> most of it is just me and, me and Brad just sat there looking at each other for 10 minutes going, hmm. uh... <laughs> You know that bit in the Simpsons movie where the, uh, the monkey is doing the symbols? I know it's easy for your mind to wander. I want you to concentrate on me. Yeah. <laughs> in Homer's head. That's what it's been like for the last 10 minutes for me. Yeah, I don't luck, think there's as many dead certs as we think. Okay. Well, put it to the kingdom. Leave us a review. You yeah. Leave us a review. Five stars, please. Not one star, five star. 
Well, if you're listening to this show this far in, you are not giving us a one star because you already know what type of show you like if you're still listening to this. <laughs> if you're still listening to this, five star review, put in the comments. Who 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 out the current crop of Chiefs players and out the Super Bowl winning team from 2020 are going to be in the Chiefs Ring of Honor one day? Send us in. Send us in on a postcard. Can we leave that for now? I'm just go on to the hour headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I will bring something up because I did mention Tyreek Hill in this uh, this last segment, didn't I? Because um, Tyreek Hill was obviously very instrumental, very much uh, uh, a talisman player that we talk about on the show quite often. Um, and I know he's gone a bit off the rails at the minute down in Florida, and I know he's been a bit, you know, a bit yappy, let's say, uh, and a bit loose with some of his kind of chiefs. I wouldn't call it hate, but just almost like baiting. I think that's what it seems to be doing at the minute, just baiting yeah. and building up something that, building up a, almost like a rivalry in a way, um, which it will be. I mean, we're going to see that in Germany. You know, the Dolphins versus the Chiefs in Germany is going to be absolutely a rivalry game because of what Tariq has been saying. But I would argue you would actually put him in the Chiefs ring of honour because he was there. He made that uh, iconic catch from uh, Jet Chip Wasp, you've got to have the Wasp in there, haven't you? You have yep. to have the, yep. that guy in the, in the Chiefs uh, Ring of Honor. But um, he's actually got his eyes on Canton. And he plans... Yeah, yeah he plans on uh, going into Canton as a Dolphin. Now, I don't think you can actually choose which team you re- represents you or whatever in... Oh, yeah, apparently, it's not a thing. Apparently it's not it's a not thing, thing, is it? So why right. has he said it? I don't know. And I, I didn't realise it wasn't a thing until I... Because obviously I saw that he said it, so I put it as the lead in the headlines and I led with yeah. it. But maybe I... That's my bad. Maybe I should have done a little bit of research before I posted it. But apparently, yeah, you can't just enter as a as a certain player. I think it's because we all heard, like, Tony G saying for years he was going to enter as a Falcon. Like, Atlanta was the best years of his career and all this stuff. So maybe it's just because of that. I thought, oh, yeah, you must enter as a team. But, yeah, it turns out that's not... That's not the case. And maybe Tyreek's just a lack of education on his part that he doesn't know. Or maybe he's just baiting Chiefs Kingdom because he's done an awful lot of that. Like, I, I get it, like, Tyreek. Like, you're in Miami now. Like, you, you think your new girlfriend is better. You think she's better looking than the last one. But you've already left her, mate. You've left the one. You've left your absolute rocket of a girl. She ain't coming back to you. You're not going back to her. So you have to big up your new one. You have to big up the new love of your life. You have to big up Miami Dolphins. You have to big up Tua. You have to big up Miami in general. And I get it. I get it. You really want her to be as special as the last one. But she's not. Kansas City was the love of your life, but you let her go. He's moved on, mate. You cheated on her, mate. So that's it. You've moved on for more money than the special one. that, that, That first love of yours. She's gone. She's moved on now. She's moved on to Justin Ross and Sky Moore and MBS and Kadarius Tony and all these other really guapo, good-looking wide receivers. They've moved and on. young. <laughs> and young, yeah. And young. <laughs> Am I just describing my love life now? Young. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I'm really bitter. This is just like my own tales from my own life, isn't it? <laughs> And that's how, and that's kids how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it, Tyreek. You want you want to dig her up. That's fine. You know, you know, you know, we, we do understand it. It's okay. We get it. <laughs> we understand. We understand. <laughs> um sticking with so the There's whole... gonna be a guy listening to this show who's been through like a similar sort of breakup recently. He's gonna... <laughs> 
He's gonna be in bits. He's gonna be so well. He's gonna be in bits. It's like therapy for me. (laughs) These guys know me. Sticking with the Hall of Fame, uh, another hour headline this week was uh, Marty Schottenheimer is among four chiefs that are one step closer to the Hall of Fame. Mm. Um, now, I'm surprised in a way that A, he's not even in it already. Yeah. Um, I'm also surprised that another of the chiefs on there was Otis Taylor. He's not in the, in the yeah. Hall of Fame already either. Um, it's a shame. It really is a shame because, the, you know, there's... there's Schottenheimer, we all know about Marty Ball. We all know about the era that he was he was so influential in the that Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. But it's not only that, but it's also the legacy he's got from his like his tree and everything that he had, and just a, a well respected um, and phenomenal coach that just seems to have been overlooked all all this time. And do you think he's got a good shot in getting in, or is is it yeah, just 100%. one of these? Hundred percent, he's in. He's getting it in. has to be, doesn't he? He's getting in, he's getting in. And it's about time they put Otis Taylor in as well. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know loads about Otis Taylor, but... We've seen highlights of him, though, have from what... Yeah, from what I've read, and people, the way people talk about him and the way people talk about the way he played, he should be in there, based on who else has made him to the Hall of Fame from a similar sort of era. So, yeah, I quite like for these guys to make it, but the big one for the former Chiefs, obviously not this year, but... We we touched on the idea. It's the Jamal Charles question. That's that's when when does Jamal Charles become eligible for the Hall of Fame? It might be next year. Well, I can't I can't even remember when he retired these days. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll quickly have a look now. But he's the he's the one that I'm really really intrigued about because we all believe as Chiefs fans that he should be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't feel like he's getting the love and respect that he deserves for his career from people outside of Kansas City. He retired in 2019, so he, next year he's uh, he is up for the Hall of Fame next year. He could be in the conversation for next year's class. And I, I hope he is, because I love Jamal Charles. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Got to be in it. He's got to be in it from what he used to do and how he used to carry that team on his back. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal player, but uh, yeah. A lot of it, a lot of the time on the Hall of Fame, it just goes on stats alone, doesn't it? And has he got enough there? I don't know. He's had flashes of it, but is it all there? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, he, you could tell just by looking at him on tape. Hell of a player, absolutely hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope one day he does actually get in. But um, I don't know. I think the the, the statisticians in uh, the Hall of Fame are just going to be one of those that's like, oh no, he hasn't got enough stats to get yeah. in the Hall of Fame. You know? Um, well, it's, next year is going to be very interesting because next year, I don't think they will make it. But Eric Berry, Jamal Charles, and Derek Johnson are all, all eligible for the uh, really? Hall of Fame next year. Yep. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure we will have that covered in our Red Pride. But I, I doubt. Matt Castle as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Believe it or not. Yep. Um, Matt Castle. Yep. <laughs> He's I'm on this website. I'm on this website called Future Football Legends, and it's the following list of players retired after 2018 season will become Hall of Fame eligible for the Pro Football. Will become eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2024, and it's got something called a legend score. 
don't know what it means. It doesn't say players are ranked according to their legend scores. Can't be bothered to click that link and find out what it is. <laughs> but, um, which is a simple measure of a player's individual career accolades. So this is the list. Number one is Julius Peppers with a legend score of 54. Again, don't know what that means. Um, number two is Antonio Gates with a legend score of 38. Well, Antonio Gates is definitely more eligible than Julius Peppers, right? Julius, okay. right? But anyways, third is Eric Berry with a, a legend score of 32. Fifth is Jamal Charles with a legend score of 17. And then six, seven, eighth is Derek Johnson. Eric so, Berry over Jamal Charles. There's a, but according to this legend score thing, I reckon really? the um, I reckon the combat player of the year is probably weighing heavily in this one. Ah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Uh, okay, you've intrigued me, football future legends. Now, I now I need to know what the algorithm, what what, what the score makes up of. So it says one point for a Pro Bowl selection, five points for first team All Pro, three points. Oh, that's where Eric Berry gets in. Three ah, points yeah. for second team All Pro, fifteen points for All Decade, nine points for second team All Decade, twelve points. Uh, general decade, nine points for MVP, eight points for Super Bowl MVP, five points for non-MVP Super Bowl winning QBs, one point for AFL All-Star Team selection. Eric Berry, according to this website that I hadn't heard of five minutes ago, he's going to make the Hall of Fame next year. So, good. It's good. Pro Bowl selection when Pro Bowls actually matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, well, good luck to any of them trying to get in. Um, the, the last story I've got really for our headlines this week is um, it's Chris Jones. It has to be Chris Jones, doesn't it? Um, apparently, he liked a tweet saying uh, he, he he won't be a chief next year without new contract. Um, I mean, say what you want about He hasn't Twitter. got a contract next year. so. Well, that's it, you know. So, uh, <laughs> of course he won't be. <laughs> of course he won't be, exactly, yeah. So... But I mean, say what you want about that. I mean, the longer that the Chiefs camp is going on at the minute, the more, the longer he's getting fined. What is he up to now? Three hundred k, four hundred k, something like that. Half yeah. a mil. I don't know. Um, the longer it goes on, it concerns me. I wasn't concerned about it at the start of camp, but I'm starting to believe now that Veach Moneyball. <laughs> there it is again. I've said it again. Oh, Veach Moneyball is starting to play into Veach's mind. And I'm less confident than I was before because if Chris Jones is after the second best paid at his position, that's a hell of a lot of beans, isn't it? He deserves every penny. He does. So pay him. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. What's, I, what's I think the point? Like, what's. His value for trading was at his peak between February and April this year. Yeah. That was his highest possible value he would ever be for trading. You're not going to trade him now because you won't get what you want for him. It doesn't impact this season. If you do tag him next year and trade him, you're not going to get again as much as you want because he's another year older. Just pay the guy. Just pay him. Like I know you could be an arsehole and you could tag him and then tag him the year after. Now, this isn't to say he would sign it by all accounts from what you've just said. He wouldn't sign it. Yeah. But just pay the man. Like, we need this guy here. We don't – I'm not really bothered about him being at camp. That doesn't bother me. Like, look what happened to Joe Burrow last week. I really don't care about that side of thing. Like, yeah. for me, training camp is handy. It's good for the bottom of the roster. But 
I'm on egg, I, I'm treading on eggshells every time I go to Twitter because one day I know that it's going to happen. Mahomes is going to get injured in training camp. It's just going to happen. There's going to be a non-contact injury and the season's going to be ruined. Like bad juju here, but chances are in his 20-year career, this might happen once, okay? Yeah. So that, that's that's why I kind of like want our star players out of there as much as uh, possible. So if Chris Jones feels like he wants to look after his body, he wants to hold out, he wants to get his contract, then fair play to him. But the Chiefs just simply have to pay him. He has been the best defensive tackle in football for about two years now. And last year, he was completely dominant. 15 and a half sacks, like that was, I think, joint for his career high. He's getting better and better and better. He's getting better against the run. He played on the outside, played quite well. He finally got his playoff sack as well. I just think he's such a superstar of that defense mm. and a defense that do, do not doesn't have many superstars. Let's be fair. I think if you can anchor that middle with someone like Chris Jones, with your young guys in Charles who obviously Felix, Carl Aftis on the outside, I think the defense will be in a much better place with Chris Jones than it will be without it. Like put it this way, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. If Chris Jones doesn't play this season, I don't I don't think for a second he won't. I do believe he will turn up regardless. But if he doesn't play this season, the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl. Really? He's that confident about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like he's an absolute game changer for the Chiefs. Mm. Like he doesn't play the defense dr- like it was getting better last year. We almost at that top ten unit that we've craved for so many years. Like we're yeah. almost there. And if if Chris Jones isn't playing, then that that unit dies automatically straight to the bottom of the bottom of the rankings. Like and all of a sudden we're putting it all on Mahomes, who hasn't got any superstar wide receivers. So we're putting it all on 34, 35 year old Travis Kelsey. Come on, we've got to do better than that. But the defense has got to pull their way, and the best way for them to pull their way is by having Chris Jones on the field to pay that man. Plus, there's a certain guy that used to work for PFF who now doesn't work for PFF. I can't remember his name, but he was saying about trading Chris Jones like last November, last December. And as he was tweeting it, I thought, you f***ing get what you want, <laughs> And I don't want him to be proven right because I know that I probably added him when he said it, called him an idiot. And yeah. he probably liked the tweet, saved it. And if we do trade him, he's probably going to come back at me. So, yeah, for my own personal, like, survival on Twitter, please, or X or whatever it's called these days. Please don't Actually, trade Chris You're going to plead into Veek right now just to save yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spend 30 million a year or whatever it is just to save Tom Childs. Yeah. Grief on Twitter from a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I mean, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, look, I'd rather have Chris Jones than not have Chris Jones. So uh, I'm very much on the wagon of... Yes, we must keep him at all costs. But like I said, you know, it seems as though Veach is wanting to get some cut price deals going on in this team at the minute. So uh, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully at the end of this show, by the time we've actually, you know, recorded it and submitted it and posted it up on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Chris Jones will be signed. So don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. You're talking about Brett Veach saving money. I'd love for him to come and do my weekly shop. It would be so good. Like my missus is terrible at the weekly shop. Really, like, it's one of those things I really, really want to take control of. I really hope she doesn't listen to this, but it's one of those things I really want to take control of because I feel like I would do a better job at it. Why? Like, she's not getting like the right snacks, or she just pays over I the just, odds for stuff. I, I just think, yeah, pays over the odds. I every week I come about what, what, what have you spent hundred pound on? <laughs> like Brett Veach would have taken two hundred seventy-seven dollars now and come back with Travis Kelsey. Like, <laughs> come on, like, what are you doing? So yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I need 
beach beach diver go shopping with her or to come and take over and do my weekly shop for me <laughs> and that puts an end to the most random great british chief show i think we've ever done it started with tony braxton and then in the middle went a bit messy and then at the end was brett beach doing my weekly shop in asda well there you go we've quite i think we've covered all, all avenues i think there <laughs> <laughs> so far this week yeah. um yeah, I mean, hopefully in the next show we'll actually have a game to discuss, but uh, it'll probably be only be the first quarter of it, or probably half of the first quarter, because that's probably what the uh, the starters will get anyway. By the time we record it, when we record a show next time, the Chiefs would have played a football game and the Premier League season would have started. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, we are like, game. we are back. We are back. <laughs> we are back next week, next time. Not Last show of the off-season, Brad. Last show of the off-season. We can get there. Yes. We can do it. We can do it. You can do it! All right, then. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back again in two weeks' time to link up with you all again and give you our thoughts on the latest news coming out of Chiefs Kingdom. Please let me have some more news. Uh, as always, stick around for more of your favourite podcasts from Arrowhead Pride. Make sure you get all of the latest Chiefs news from our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.